Crippled Content Creations presents Disability After Dark, the podcast shining a bright light on sex and disability, with your host, Andrew Gerza. Disability After Dark, with Andrew Gerza, shining a bright light on sex and disability. Content warning. The language, content, and discussion found within this episode of Disability After Dark will be explicit. Listener discretion advised. Hey there, Disability After Dark listeners. Thank you so much for clicking on the minisode of Disability After Dark. This is a tiny little morsel of awesomeness where you write me in all of your feelings about sex, disability, disability in general, anything you want to write about, and I read them back to you with hilarious speculation. Um, So this is Minnesota 12, and I'm super excited about it. I love the Minnesotes so much, and I love the people who are actually writing me in stories that I get to then read back on the air. I think it's really fun. I've also been thinking about turning the Minnesotes into a full-fledged, brand-new podcast thing because I love this idea so much. And we don't get to hear from disabled people telling their stories. There's, there's a lot of storytelling podcasts online right now, but there really isn't one where disabled people write in their stories and I read them back to you. So is that something we want as a full-fledged podcast? Let me know via email. Send it to disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. Um... Send me more Minnesota things. I'd love more Minnesota stuff because we, I need new content for the Minnesotes if we want to keep going this way. But if we want a full half-hour podcast that is just your awesome letters, I also need you to write things in. So let me know what you think about that, and I'd love to find a way to make it a whole podcast. I think it'd be great for crippled content to have a podcast that's a funny kind of comedy podcast where you write in hilarious things that I read them back to you in hilarious fashion about disability because we don't have stuff like that around disability and I don't think there are a lot of comedy podcasts that employ disability stuff so I think it would be fun and it's an idea that I've had and I wanted to just throw it out to you let me know your thoughts the twi- the people on Twitter the nine people who have looked at a, a post that I put up about it have said they really would love a they would love a podcast like this but I know there are more than nine of you listening so give me your reasonings and let me know what you think, and I'll consider it, because I'd like to maybe do something like that. So let me know. Anyway, let's get to the Minnesota. So this email starts out, hopefully, in brackets, a funny sex story. And they say, hi, Andrew, can you keep this anonymous, please? I love those emails, because whenever I read anonymous, my very first thought is like, Ooh, how dirty is this one gonna get? And what are they gonna tell me that they don't want to tell? They don't want people to know who they are. Amazing. I'm I'm always like I love getting the the anonymous ones because I'm ready for like the deepest darkest secrets you've never told anybody, and like those are those are my favorite kind of ones. Also, if you want to do a Minnesota about deepest darkest things you've never told anybody about disability, send me those. I would love to do an episode like that. So for maybe for Minnesota number 13, we can do that. Send me in your um, send me in your deepest, darkest secrets around disability. Yeah. Okay. 
Anyhow, they say, I dated someone for almost four years who was more than twice my age. We started going out when I was 25. Whoa, that would have made them 50, which is hot now. I think that's super hot now, but I'm not sure if I would have the emotional intelligence to date somebody who was in their 50s when I was 25. Because I would have probably been a little shitbag who didn't know how to handle all that. So good for you. That's, that's like... I'm glad you I'm I'm glad you had the emotional uh, awareness to do that because I wouldn't have I mean I love I love daddies now I'm all for the older population now and the like intergenerational stuff but at that point in my life I wouldn't have done that I would be like oh you're too old sorry so cool that you cool that you were not like that So they continue, next month I'll be 36. I use a power chair and I hire people to assist me in living my life. I never told my parents about my relationship because I knew they'd be pissed. Ooh, secret parental relationship. Amazing. Now, were they would they be pissed because just because they were older or did they have some ableism that like precipitated their anger that was like, oh no, my disabled kids gonna get into some trouble and shouldn't be doing that was there fear that that, that would be happening was it purely you didn't tell them because you know they would say no because of the age I have questions about that um, they continue I arranged for my PCAs to help me meet her at the movies at restaurants at the beach even a train trip to New York City so I'm picturing you and your attendants like clandestinely going to secretly meet this person. And that's, it's really funny seeing like in my head, the visual is of like your attendants secretly getting you ready and you secretly getting out the door in your wheelchair and like trying to pretend you're going somewhere else. But really you're just going on a date because your parents would have moments. Hilarious. In my head anyway. Was it like that? Was it a montage of hilarious clandestine moments? I want to know. Despite the fact that my then-girlfriend was physically disabled and used a power chair too, she's physically more capable than I am. I was with a guy like that once, and so it was super, it's super cool when your also disabled lover can help you do things, because then you don't have to call a PCA, but I'm sure you had them on speed, di speed dial. I'd often get dropped off at her apartment, where we'd often cuddle and hook up. Okay, I love having sex at other people's apartments, but their apartments are never accessible, and I'm super upset about it, and I always want to fuck at someone else's house. So I know how amazing it is to be at someone else's house. So, to all Andrew's future lovers, please fuck me at your house. Bring me to your house, and if you have to carry me, I, that's okay. I want to fuck in your house. Let's figure that out, please. They continue, I like anal play, so my partner bought some beads to keep at her place. I that you uh, That's awesome. I, have, yeah, as you've heard me say on this show, I wanted, to he I wanted to try anal things, and I don't know how I feel about beads, but I respect that you're into them. Good for you. Because I don't know if I, I'd be scared that I would shit on them or something, so awesome. 
They say, I always kept my cell phone on during sex because I just felt more comfortable knowing my PCAs could reach me. That's so true, and I think that's a pro crip a pro crip sex tip. Amazing. Oh my god, I'm gonna use that all the time. A pro crip sex tip. Um You should always have your phone with you or some kind of phone because I've been in, been in situations where I decided that it wouldn't be sexy for me to have my phone there. And then I needed my phone, and I was like, well, fuck, what do I do? Always have your phone at a distance where you can reach it, or your partner can reach it for you, because you never know what's going to happen. And with disabilities, you may need a phone much closer. So, pro sex tip, have a phone available for you. And I mean, who knows? Maybe you want to record, maybe you want to be able to record the sexy session with your partner, and your, our phones can do that now, so have it available for you. You never know what the phone could be good for. They continue, Well, one afternoon, my girlfriend is on her bed with me, beads already in, when my cell phone rings. I'm on my stomach, and it's easy enough for me to prop myself on my elbows and press the speaker button. So I'm picturing you on her bed with your ass up in the air, probably a spastic body, I'm guessing, with your... Disability, although I'm not sure, so correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm guessing, I'm picturing spastic body, um, and then your cell phone rings, and, and then they say, I did it without even thinking, it was my mom, (laughs) oh no, and then, so, the way they've written this, it was, they say, it was my mom, dot, 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 and it's like, ellipsis, and so, all I'm, all I'm hearing in my head is, it was my mom, Bum, bum, bum. They continue. I don't know why she called. I don't remember why she called, but it was for a mundane reason. <laughs> so what I'm now picturing is you with your ass up in the air, the beads in, and your mom calling you to be like, hey, honey, I'm just off to the store. Did you need anything? Do you want bread, cheese, lube? That's what I'm picturing your mom, your mom saying right now. Um... I love this part so much. They say, I kept my voice even and lust-free. So what you mean is you didn't answer your phone like, Hey, Mom. How are you? You were like, Oh, oh, hey, hey, Mom. What's up? Uh, how's it going now? What do you need? What's happening? What can I help you with? That kind of like awkward, like, Oh, I'm doing something I don't want you to know about. Oh, hey. Hey, Mom. Hey, uh, hey, you. Why are you calling? What can I do for you? How's it going? What's happening? That kind of really nervous, like, I'm going to keep talking until this is over. What's happening, Mom? And then they continue, um, I'm not sure why I answered, but my partner jokingly asked if she should leave, if she, if she should leave them in as a surprise for my mom. Oh, no, that would have been hilarious, but your mom would have been super pissed, even more so than she already may have been finding out that you were with a partner right then. Um, I used to live with my parents, so my mom would help me change for bed later that same day. I loved my mom, but she hated my girlfriend. (laughs) Regardless, the idea had dark humor in it. I was picturing your mom getting you ready for bed and, like, a bead being left in, and your mom being like, Honey, what's this? Uh, oh. And then they write, I hope the story made you giggle. It most certainly did. It was hilarious, and thank you so much for writing it. 
these these sex stories are really funny, really hilarious too. So, for for Minnesota thirteen, I want to hear your deepest, darkest, disabled secrets, or I want to hear anything you want to write, or I want to hear your funniest sex stories. All those things are good. And if you pledge to the Patreon.com, the Patreon for this show uh, at Patreon.com/slash Triple Content, the show. The Minnesotes come out a day before the Minnesotes are released to the rest of the world. And if you pledge a dollar a month, you can get access to that. And I'm going to do my best to make more cool things come out of the Patreon. So pledge if you can. And if you can't, tell your friends with money to pledge. Just spread the word. Because doing this work, it takes a lot to produce this show. And I love your stuff. And I love that you're giving me access to your words. So if we can get some money behind the show, that'd be great. And th- that's the Minnesota. That's it right there. Um, if you wanna, if you wanna send in your thoughts or feelings or stories, disabilityafterdark at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and get ready for Friday's show. It's gonna be a review of the sessions, and I really, really enjoyed doing that one. So get ready for the full episode on Friday. Thanks. This has been the Minnesota. Bye. Copyright notice. Disability After Dark was presented, created, and produced by Andrew Gerza and Crippled Content Creations, with music by Chris Ujiuchi. Any and all materials, including graphics, audio recordings, and music, are property of the owner and cannot be used or distributed without express permission. Copyright, Crippled Content Creations, 2018.